With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. Everybody and welcome back to Bounce Checks. I'm Bounced Checks. Ooh, I am your host Katie. <laughs> I am here with our lovely co-host Josie Ann. You will know us from our, the normal Bounce Checks podcast that we've done the last few seasons for Big Brother, both U.S. and Canada. But we are here with something special for you this season. We started it off last season. We didn't keep up with it, but we're going to give it a go again. We're going to give you uh, something called Feed Bites, which is just quick, twenty-minute, thirty-minute. Uh, discussions around what's going on in the house this week. We're going to talk all things on the feeds. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to talk to you guys in the chat. Um, so any questions you have, 
throw them at us. We're not going to go super, super deep into detail. We're just going to kind of give you quick updates throughout the week to let you guys know where everybody stands. Um, but we're excited to talk about everything that's going on in this messy, crazy uh, gaming house. Everybody has not stopped. Josie, how are you? How is everything? I'm so good. First of all, I got, I didn't have to work today. So I was on the feeds constantly this entire weekend. There's so much happening. If the gameplay for week one is insane. insane. I think like, I can't wait to talk about it and kind of like do a cute little check-in with the bounce text crew with y'all. And it'll be something fun that we can do and discuss. So please like comment in the YouTube chat, comment on Twitch, like please feel free to interact. Like we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a kiki and it's just going to be some fun. Yes. Um, we're going to jump in and just give you a quick lay of the land of where the house is. You guys probably know most of this already, but uh, we're in week one. Riley is our HOH. She had to, instead of nominate two nominees, she had to take down two nominees from a block. We saw this in the episode last night. Uh, the four nominees were Miss Felicia, uh, Jared, Corey, and uh, Kirsten. And she decided to take down uh, Jared and Corey. So uh, Miss Felicia and Kirsten remain on the block. Uh, Hysam won the veto uh, on Saturday and the veto ceremony was today. He decided not to use it. The feeds were down for about a little over two hours, which was a long time for them to be down for the first veto meeting. But I don't think anything out of the ordinary happened. But Josie, keep me updated if you know anything more updated than I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think from what we can tell, there isn't anything that happened. I think right now the feeds are focused on a conversation that Cameron had with Izzy, as well as the repercussions of that. Obviously, Izzy telling Sari and everyone else. Uh, who can right. who wants to listen in her alliance? So uh, there isn't anything crazy, but I have my eye on the Twitter feed just in case something happens while we're live, Amazing. so that we know what's correspondent. up. <laughs> um, <I'm sorry>. cool. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit before we went live on how we want to structure this because this house has truly not stopped since the feeds came on. I mean, they've been gaming almost nonstop. I watched the feeds almost all day yesterday, uh, which is the first time I've done all day in a really long time. And uh, mm -hmm. I went to bed at like 1am thinking, oh, they took sleepy time tea, they drank some tea, they're gonna go to bed. They were still up when I woke up in the morning. Uh, and apparently it just popped off last night. So we'll try and give you as much as we can. There's a lot to keep up with. So let's, um, I'm gonna share uh, Josie sent me this uh, shout out to Big Brother Junkie on Twitter who put together yes. this alliance chart. We're going to share the screen. We're going to talk a little bit about the layout of the land. We're going to dig into each person individually and just talk about kind of what their state, where their standing is, who they're close to, who they're not. And then we'll talk through some questions. Sound good? Yes. Cool. So I will <laughs> go ahead. I will share my screen. And again, shout out to Big Brother Junkie. We'll link this too in the show notes so you guys can click out to their awesome Twitter. Thank you so much for putting this together. Um, yes. So Josie, where do you want to start? Should we start with family style? I think I think we should go by the like by Riley, HOH and, yeah. and that alliance and then trickle down because everyone's kind of like weirdly connected, but there's still a sense like a weird hierarchical stance. Yeah, between at least family style and not necessarily so much um, the other members of this house. So I think that'll be a good jumping point, starting point. Yeah, let's start there. So Riley, um, it seemed like over the last, you know, since she became HOH, she started to put together a pretty decent power structure around her. Um, Jag is her 
I guess her her number one ally in the house, but Blue is also really close to her. Um, but things seem to be shifting a little bit. Things seems to be crumbling around her a little. She uh, is having a really hard time with her HOH, even though I would venture to say this is probably one of the easiest HOHs in Big Brother history. What do you think, Josie? Honestly, I feel no like empathy or sympathy no. for Miss uh, Miss Riley. Um, last night she was crying on feeds, uh, and we saw her interacting with Matt and Jag about like how hard it is and how she's like girl bossing and everyone's coming to her and that she's the center point. But I just feel like you're HOH, you're a fan of the show. Like you should expect these and you didn't manage your alliance or the perception of your alliance well. And now she's freaked out because people are now catching on to it, which we'll kind of talk about later. But ultimately, she set out a really good point. She was considered a sweetheart. Yeah. Everyone loved her. Um, like, it was just really good vibes. And I think she had, she even says it herself, I think she had the easiest setup for an HOH because she yeah. just basically saves two people. She doesn't put anyone up. And so up until the veto, I think everything was great and fine and dandy. I think she was divulging a little too much which we can talk about but ultimately i think the veto was the beginning of the riley spiral that we have seen and i think we'll continue to see yeah i totally agree with you i think uh you know it, there was a lot of speculation that riley threw the veto i think izzy even asked her if she threw the veto Hello? there was some conversation <laughs> hi <laughs> are you still here oh yeah here you are um, yeah, I think Izzy even asked her if she threw the veto. I think there was someone else that had asked her if she threw the veto last night. Um, and she was like, why do people keep asking me if I threw the veto? I think she is feeling the pressure of all of these one-on-one -on -one conversations. And she just keeps saying like, everybody keeps talking to me and they want to ask me questions. And like, it's just been really, really <laughs> hard. It's been so hard, but it's like, okay, well, you know, you're the HOH. That's that's natural. She hasn't really left the HOH room a ton. She was out yesterday a little bit just because the backyard opened. But before that, she's been pretty holed up in the HOH room with her crew. And, you know, yesterday it seemed like they really started to put together that the other side of the house, who we'll talk about, knows what's going on in the HOH room and knows who's in the power structure. And it feels like things are starting to break down a little bit. But I will say both sides of this house are extremely obvious with who they're working with. No one is doing a great job of hiding it. What do you think, Josie? Okay, we may have lost Josie, but we'll keep going, we'll keep going. Um, Jag, I think, is really doing a good job of trying to keep it together um, and keep Riley together. They also have Blue um, in, their, in their power structure, but Matt is interesting. Matt had a lot of really good conversations with Hysom yesterday, uh, and he, he uh, really shared that he's having a hard time in the game um, because he can't keep up with group discussions and conversations really well because of his hearing, uh, his, his uh, hearing impairment. So it's been really interesting to see how he navigates. I think, you know, yesterday he was saying that he was feeling really discouraged, but he realized that he has to really talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, which I do recommend if you haven't seen the discussion yesterday with Hysom that you go back and watch it. Um, Hysom, I think did a good job navigating the conversation, but did definitely kind of make it 
about himself uh, in a pretty significant way in a lot of areas. So it was like a little awkward at times, but I do, I think listening to um, Matt explain, you know, how he's able to handle himself in those types of situations is super, super interesting. And I hope that Big Brother starts to make some accessibility changes in the house and and makes it so he's able to really follow along with the discussions a little bit more. I don't know what they could really do for the group discussions, but for the competitions, um, I think they definitely need to add some some changes there to make it easier for him. Hi, Josie. Sorry, I was I was giving Julie Chen live uh, episode one <laughs> energy All with good. my Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I what, what was the last one you left off on? Sorry. Um, I was just talking about Matt and Hysim's conversation from yesterday and how Matt opened up that he's having some issues in the group uh, conversations because he's not really able to process as quickly um, because of his hearing impairment. I guess his his I don't know how he had the right way. I guess he's I mean, technically he's deaf, right? I don't want to miss. Um, miscategorize his hearing issues. But um, yeah, I think he said that he has like 60% hearing in one ear and only 20% hearing in the other ear when he has his hearing aids in. So it's taking him a little bit to process the discussions that are happening around him. He was feeling really discouraged by that. Um, and yes, Valencia said in the chat that he talked to Izzy about it as well. There was a conversation that took place in the pool also. So he's he put in a lot of really good work yesterday um, having one-on-one -on -one conversations. I don't know if Josie is with us, so we'll keep going. <laughs> there are a few things that, um, well, we can just keep going. Corey is an interesting one. Corey has been a little bit on the outs of both alliances. He's been in the, in the middle, and I think he's gonna be a really important player moving forward. He obviously pitched to Riley to keep himself off the block and to be taken off the block and promised her safety for the next, you know, I guess next week-ish. He knows that he's at the bottom of the alliance, though. He knows that he's not really part of the power structure. I think Riley and Jag are not doing the best job of making the people who aren't in their core structure feel like um, they're part of their core structure. They're, they're making it pretty obvious, like, who's at the top and who's at the bottom. So Corey was feeling a little uncomfy about that and he had a really good conversation with Sari yesterday um, and I think he made a lot of really good inroads with Sari. He did um, start talking a little bit about how much of a fan he was again which I feel like I'm just like oh Corey you don't need to tell her how much of a fan you are every time you talk to her but we did get some interesting tidbits um, about Survivor. Uh, Josie just talking about Corey's conversation with Sari yesterday um, and he wants to work with Sari. He wants to work with Izzy but Hysam is making it really difficult because he knows that Hysam is close with them, but Hysam pretty clearly does not like Corey, does not want to be around Corey, does not have game conversations with Corey, barely has personal conversations with Corey. So it's, it's made it a little bit difficult. So Sari, uh, you know, was like, we have a path here for sure, but, uh, you know, let's just have a conversation with Hysam. I'll help, I'll, you know, I'll talk to him. So what did you think about that, Josie? Did you have any thoughts on the Corey Sari conversation yesterday? I have, like, I think since we're talking about Corey, I have some thoughts that yeah. led up to that conversation. Yeah, Honestly, I think Corey started off in the worst position in this game. And I think if you watch the episodes only, like, we feel like we kind of skim through it and, like, we don't actually address what happened because Corey was almost going to stay on the block against Kirsten. It wasn't yes. supposed to be Felicia. That switch happened the night before nominations. And then they told Felicia she was going up 
the day of the nominations when it came on the TV screen. So I think Corey, because of like the whole Netherlands thing, and to this day, I don't know if he actually did anything because in the episode, like we just see him like weirdly edited and like yeah. show up in the scary room and be like, yeah. next time it won't be that great. And it's like, okay. But that had repercussions in the house that aren't discussed because everyone was like, he has to have a power. This is ridiculous. Right. There's no way he just disappeared for two hours where people are getting to know each other. And um, he all of a sudden just like didn't get anything and he was just sucked in. Like people are not buying it. So, and then people were kind of rubbed, like people just thought that Corey was sketchy the entire time. So moving past that, when nominations came, you know, he had a conversation with Riley and he told her, oh God, he told her that um, his brother was on Survivor. So I think that connected them. Oh, did we lose you again, Josie? We can, I can hear you, oh I think. Maybe she can't hear me. You're still here, Josie. Okay. Well, we'll keep going. Oh, I um, am? Yes, I can hear you. I'm still here? Yes. The joys of live podcasting, everybody. <laughs> You're still here. Okay. Well... <laughs> Okay, maybe she's not still here. Okay, thank you guys for bearing with our technical issues. Well, we'll keep going with Corey. I actually didn't realize that he had told Riley that his brother was on Survivor, which is really interesting. Um, I thought he was keeping that secret to himself. So, um, but yesterday in the conversation with Sari, Josie's absolutely right. Everybody was sketched out about Corey. He definitely felt it, I think. And but he did a lot of really good work. I guess his role or his job in life is a persuasive speaker which I'm not really sure what that entails, or he just introduces himself as a persuasive speaker. And I guess some of his persuasive speaking worked out pretty well for him because uh, he did get taken off the block, um, obviously. And he has a good relationship with Jared. And I think that really also helped him make some inroads with Suri. Uh, he has not put together that Suri is Jared's mom. And from what I know, uh, Corey also has not spilled that his brother was on Survivor to Suri, which I think is pretty interesting. For me, it feels like that would be an immediate bonding moment with Suri to tell her that your family member was also on Survivor, but he's kept that to himself and as far as it comes uh, with Suri. Hi, Josie. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. Anyways. It's okay. Uh, yeah. So my point was, I just found it interesting. And then he told Riley, obviously, about Zach. Which is something I thought See, he would tell I didn't Suri. Know. I didn't know. Yeah, so he that. told her in the bedroom, and I think that's what made her want to keep him. She she mentioned the fact that his brother was on the show and that he was like first boo or whatever. And they had a moment where they bonded, and they kind of touched on that. And I think that made Riley feel really good about Corey because we went from seeing Riley not connect to Corey and kind of avoiding him to like them being super close all of a sudden, which was like a huge one but I think that conversation had a big impact on Corey's game and without it I think he could have been the first boot so good on him for that conversation yeah but from that point on he got taken off people felt rubbed off like 
he rubbed the house guests the wrong way, especially Heisem, because he was like, why is he so smug? Like, why is he smirking? Like, even over a game of chess, spoke to him about it, about like how you're approaching things and how you have to be careful about that. So, you know, I think Ori has now pivoted slash adapted to to being more confident and more out there, but he wasn't in, in that first half of what we seeing on feeds. Yeah, I think there was also some kind of, I don't, I wouldn't call it an incident, but there was a conversation that Hysam really held on to about the have not room and what bed Corey was sleeping in because Hysam offered him, I don't know, it's like the one that's kind of like hanging from the ceiling. Uh, and Hysam took, I think, the hot dog bed. Uh, but Corey was like, oh, I thought you really wanted the hot dog bed. And he was like, no, obviously I was just being nice. And I think like just Corey's general presence rubs Hysam the wrong way. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But Hysam, I think, is is the main, the main uh variable that's keeping him out of getting closer to Suri's side of the house um it's pretty interesting because they had a conversation yesterday uh Heisen was like just not he was really not engaged uh he was eating a bowl of slop the whole time he was looking down at a slop the whole time he was kind of just like uh-huh okay <laughs> right right uh-huh with like almost like a customer voice on instead of like a real voice like if you've ever worked in retail or in a restaurant or with customers yeah you know like you put on this like hi voice and that's kind of what Heisen was giving Corey so it definitely the conversation didn't go well uh, I think yesterday for Corey that's for sure and it ended up where Corey was like um you know I really like Suri I really like Felicia I really like Jared I really like Izzy like I want to work with the, that side of the house I he was honest he was like you know I didn't promise Riley much um but she did keep me off the block or she did take me down so i wouldn't put her up on the block mm -hmm. um and he's like but i just feel like i haven't been clicking with you and heisen was just like well i don't know you uh and it just like it just wasn't <laughs> happening heisen was just not giving him the time of day which is unfortunate yeah. because i think that really ended up pushing Corey back to riley's side of the house i mean the thing is he still understands where he lays like he understands yeah. his dynamics he he and Jared are in the bottom. So I think he needs to focus more on Suri. I wish he kind of took more of Izzy's approach to Suri because if anything, like he, he could be more connected. I feel like he has this like the carrot dangling and he's just not mm -hmm. using it properly, but you know, I think he's okay with where he's at. So he hasn't done much since then, but I, we saw Corey kind of last night talk to, um, Matt and Riley about positions and the layout of the land. So I I think if Corey's oh, and backdooring uh, Hysom, that's his plan mm -hmm. if he wins HOH. So um, Suri and, and Izzy did work to make sure like that wasn't his plan, but that conversation just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and they they still need Corey. So I think Corey's still a value player. Yeah, I think so for sure. Corey, Corey is yeah. going to be an interesting one to watch, I think, um, because he really is very in the middle right now. And I think he does have some pretty decent relationships across the board. I think his relationship with Jared is going to be really interesting as we move deeper into the game. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, mm -hmm. Let's talk about Blue. Josie, what's your opinion on Blue? I, I feel like she has played a pretty good game so far. She's pretty close with Jag. Um, she's 
pretty she's one of the main uh the main alliance members on riley's side of the house um but she's been a little bit more low-key which is kind of nice to see because as we talked about riley is kind of spinning off the rails a little bit but blue is kind of keeping it together and i think she has become really close with jag in and america um by kind of being a little bit more quiet and keeping it closer to the chest what what's your opinion on blue and where do you think she's at right now Uh, I think Blue's a hot mess express. Um, <laughs> no shade to her. I I think Blue has the opportunity to play a killer game, but she talks too much. Her and Riley are like twins. They talk too much. Blue yeah. is in a position where she can kind of have these allies. She can have these allies in other places. And she chooses to divulge and like tell everyone, but she doesn't do it in a way that's like constructive. Yeah. We still have you. <laughs> you're still here, Josie. <laughs> Josie, you're here. Okay, I think Josie's still having obviously some technical issues, but we can still hear you, Josie. Okay, okay. So I was just saying how she's a hot mess express. She tells too much. She could have had a clear alliance in her back pocket. She went and she told everyone. And in the beginning, we saw her disseminate this information uh, with her core people. And she was like, I, this is what's happening. I don't know what to do. And she just went down the train of that alliance and ended up being like, this is what I'm going to do. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. Like she was sitting in a room with Jared and she was telling him and he was like, okay. Like, I just feel like she's all over the place. God, let me tell you something. We got two ears and one mouth. That ratio is yeah. super important, especially in the big brother <laughs> house. And she does not use it. Okay. She does not. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we need to fix that because I have so much to say and I'm so pissed off. But I think she's just a hot mess. Like blue... Blue has so much game potential and I just feel like she's like throwing it to the wind and she's like losing that. And I just feel like people originally thought that they can bring Blue in and that was such a good position because she could have taken that information and ran with it. And instead she went and she like did too much and she was constantly in the room and now they got her tea. So now it's like when they talk to Blue, it's not genuine anymore, yeah. which is something she could have had and she chose not to throw it up in the air and I don't think that Blue's playing a good game because she just talks all the time like she needs to stop doing that and just listen to me it feels like Blue's talking yes I don't disagree with you I feel like she is more level-headed though at this point than Riley like I do feel like Riley is just like spinning 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 and making up these scenarios in her head I do think America mm -hmm. is going to be the probably the one of the best players on that side of the house if they keep her on that side of the house that side of the house is losing numbers as like the minutes go by so as long as America <laughs> stays with them I feel like she's going to be someone that keeps everybody really level-headed um but yeah, I don't know. Blue is interesting. She's also making a lot of connections. She's like, I'm, she's telling everybody that she wants to protect Hysam uh, as far as she can. And there's, I think someone else that she said that about too, that's slipping my mind, but she's just like, yeah, even though they're not in the Alliance, like I'm going to protect them as long as I can. And like, that's the genuine connection that I made and I want to keep that. So it's, it's interesting. I don't Maybe it was Izzy that she said that about as well. Um, yeah. so it's interesting. I don't really Izzy know Hysam. where Blue's head is at. Yeah. 
she the thing is is that she's loyal to this handful this situation because technically she's in the best position hierarchically with riley and jag but people don't know that like people have clocked jag people think that it's actually riley jag and cameron or riley jad and matt and so she's in a really good position but she's squandering it and i just i just don't think she's like clicking in that maybe she should stop like i think she's right definitely like a, a double eviction moment like yeah. very much that mm-hmm. yeah or i could see her being like a replacement nominee that just gets put on the block as you know collateral damage because someone won a veto or something like that um let's talk cameron cameron is um i have to be completely honest every time that cameron is on the feeds i do tend to switch to a different cam real um but yeah he is a little abrasive i think in the draft he i said that he had a lot of daniel durston potential and i think he's giving that full stop um in the way that he is (laughs) reacting in the house he's like always wearing a cowboy hat i don't know it's like he's giving some weird vibes and he the way he speaks to some of the women in the house i think he said the other day that like to Riley when she was spiraling he was like don't make me hit you which is a wild thing to say um Sari said yesterday that he gives her cop energy um he has a lot of really gross things to say about Kirsten um and a lot of people are making some excuses about it on social media like he called her I think he called her cotton am I not yeah because of a movie um but like bro we can't be doing that that's like not appropriate in any in the sense. year like, 2023 that's yeah, not like, an excuse i don't like, yeah, like you can't be quoting movies yeah that's like not yeah um <laughs> so yeah cameron is like doing a lot i guess there was a conversation with red last night that we missed a lot of because it wasn't on the feeds and they kind of decided to infiltrate each other's sides of the house and just like take it down from the middle but then he also just as as we were going live was having a conversation with izzy um I don't know if he was saying like he wanted to work with Izzy or if he wanted to get was trying to get information with her, but like I don't really know what Cameron's doing. Sari's side of the house wants Cameron gone sooner than later, so I have a feeling if anybody on that side of the house wins HOH next week, he will be on the block. Yeah, Cameron got settled into the house very quickly, and we very saw quickly. his true colors as yeah. quickly as he got settled in. Honestly, uh, Cameron, I don't know where the ego came from. Because he's not even technically in like the three, he's like the right. five. But I think he's kind of moving ranks, which is kind of weird. I feel like he's kind of moving upwards in in regards to always being with Jag and Riley, which I thought was strange. Like kind of taking over Matt's spot, but like not really, because it's right. just really weird. Um, I think Cameron's gameplay is a little too I don't want to say aggressive, but it's very much like in your face, almost a little bit like the way he talks to people. First of all, him comparing himself to Dan Giesling and comparing Corey (laughs) to Ian on day three. Wild. Mind you, it's almost technically it's like day two because it was like 2 a.m. Like, right. Let's 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 pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. Like. Can you imagine I, words I was coming sick. out of your mouth? I was sick. I was like, damn Giesling. Damn yeah. Giesling. Let's, let's, let's simmer down. It, it was too much. I think Cameron has an ego and his ego will be the downfall of his game. I kind of talked about this about Loop, uh, thinking like, oh, I think he's going to have HOH-itis. Cameron is definitely HOH-itis. Like, I will shift that towards him. Like, yes, it's, it's just too much. Like, he... He had a conversation with Izzy and he was just like, 
I really like Jack, Riley, and Blue, which is something that a lot of these people in this alliance have been doing is just naming all of their allies and being surprised yes. when people find out that they're an alliance. Yes. Like, oh, there's no way they can know. Like, they're not idiots. If all five of you start saying, I like this person, I like this person, I like this person, I like this person, you're in an alliance. Obviously, Jared is also there. So, like, we know that that's facts, but like, they're not stupid and they're taking them for idiots. And that's what I think is really annoying. So, it's like, Cameron kind of. I don't know what he's really doing. I also kind of tend to like switch cameras when he's on, but Cameron's conversation with red gave me the impression that he's thinking about like, if this Alliance falls apart, because I think he also sees the cracks. I think a lot of these Alliance members see the cracks. The difference is, is that like someone like Corey or Cameron, who is not necessarily like in the middle of it, they're branching out and finding other pathways. Whereas like Riley isn't Jack's good with everyone, but I, I think he's so buddy buddy with Riley that he won't take the measures of yeah. like protecting himself. And same thing with like Blue. I think Blue's kind of like lying too much, and uh, Hysem and Izzy are like starting to get turned off by it. So I don't know. Cameron Cameron's playing the game. He's playing the game. I think a little aggressively, for lack of a better word. Um, and I'm not really a fan. He also yeah. it doesn't help that he bashes Suri. But I know he called Suri a random ass survivor player. And he was like, this is random ass survivor player. This is drag the cookouts alliance. Like he was dragging the the alliance. Like he was just, let's just say Cameron's not giving really pro, you know, the cause. And that's okay. Not Not everyone will be. But I just feel like it's kind of like sacrilegious, like to be just like dragging black movements but that's just me especially when the cookout is the most successful alliance in big brother history but okay yeah he was saying like i don't want this to be the another season of first black blank like first black blank like what like it's like don't talk if you don't understand like if you're not a fan of it that's okay but there was obviously a cause and a reason for that and it was expressed and you claim to be a big fan of the show like, come on, two plus two equals four. Right. Like, what's not clicking? It's giving head empty. And I can't, I can't <laughs> do anything more for you. I can't, yeah. sir. Like, I, I'm rooting for Cameron's departure. And I'll leave I think it we're going to see it pretty soon. I think, I think we're going to see it pretty soon. Let's switch to the other side of the house. Um, and then we'll go back to Jared and Kirsten. Kirsten's kind of just floating in the middle. But um, oh the uh, the other side of the house, we have the Bye Bye Bitches, which is the five. Then we have a little bit of a broader uh, alliance of that same group, plus uh, Hysam and Red and Jared, because Jared's technically not in the Bye Bye Bitches called The Professors. That was solidified, I think, last night or early this morning. Um, yeah. So... There's a lot going on on that side of the house, and Suri is gathering her troops. Um, and the, as the family style side of the house falls apart, Suri and Felicia and Izzy are doing a lot of work to pick up all of the pieces and build their army, essentially. Um, they're gearing up for a split house war, and Suri's troops are looking pretty strong, as Riley's troops are looking pretty weak and, and like battered down. Um, we see a lot of Suri and Izzy. Izzy's doing a lot. Let's talk about Izzy before we talk about Suri. <laughs> Izzy's doing a lot. Um, she is not really letting Suri breathe, but she did do some good work, I will say, yesterday with Luke. Um, in my opinion, Luke yesterday is... Int- you, Luke is interesting. He kind of woke up yesterday and was feeling like 
hey, um, no one in this house is talking game to me. Every time I come into a conversation, yeah. people get quiet. He tried talking to Riley. Mm-hmm. Riley didn't give him much at all. Um, and he was like, I'm not stupid. Like, I can see what's going on here. And Izzy, I think, picked up on that really intelligently. And she was like, hey, like, people underestimate us. Like, maybe we should just vote together next week and see what happens and, like, see how you feel, you know? Like, and he was like, you're actually the only person that's genuinely spoken game with me this whole time. And... It seemed to work. And he also woke up this morning and had a conversation with Suri. And it seems like Suri and Felicia kind of like kept the work going that Izzy started yesterday. And he could potentially be on Suri's side of the house now, which is really interesting because he would be an unlikely ally to me for Suri. I know I said yeah, this talk about it, Izzy. I kind of went all over the place, but <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. So Izzy, I think Izzy is in trouble. You're in danger, girl. I think Izzy's um, in trouble, too. She's yeah, burn so out the, fast. It's, there's so many layers to why she's in trouble. The first one like that I'll talk about is how family style has caught on to her. And yep. they actually think that Izzy's the ringleader. Yep. The ringleader is very debatable. I truly think it's Suri, but yep. like it is what it is. Because I feel like Suri's the middle, and she's the one who's gathered everything. I think Red feels yep. good about her. I feel like Bowie feels good about her. Felicia feels good about her. Obviously, Jared, Nicole, like, Hissam. Like, I think she's the ringleader. But people think it's Izzy. And so now there was actual talks about backdooring her this week. Like, if if Hissam would have used the veto, Izzy probably would have gone on from the block. It would have been a toss-up between Izzy and uh, Luke. So I think she's in trouble in that sense. And if that other side wins, a lot of the conversations had last night were, we should backdoor Izzy. That's the narrative that Riley is pushing. And that conversation was had with Jag and Matt. So it's a possibility that they would also do that. Um, So, and that's saying she's in trouble. I think she's also burning herself out. She is constantly moving. Like if she, her body's not physically moving, her eyes are moving. I was going to say the same thing. You can see her eyes. Like like, she can't stop herself. I don't know if the right word would be sporadic. I'm sorry, English is not my first language, but like very much like just like all over, like all yeah. over the place. And I think people are catching on to that and they're kind of getting sketched out. Red had a conversation about Izzy to Riley. And I don't know, again, we don't get these like internal dialogues, so we don't know mm-hmm. exactly what what's up. But Red made a comment being like, I like she's doing too much pretty much like he was like yeah. she's doing too much and it makes me sketched out it could have been deflection it could have been brutal it's hard to tell because you know we're just seeing these conversations um but yeah it just doesn't look good on Izzy and I was curious how the Jared and Sari situation happened and when we watched on the episode she just kind of like cornered them and was like yeah. I know who both of you are I yeah. I have your secret like da 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 so, I mean, it works out. I think Suri genuinely likes her. And I think Jared also genuinely likes her. But I think she's just, she's like going 100 miles per hour, which yes. is what I thought she would do when we had our BB um, cast breakdown. And that's mm-hmm. why I didn't want to pick Izzy. I was like, I would rather pick Bowie over Izzy. But Izzy is playing the game, which I appreciate. Izzy yeah. is making the feeds fun. I love that. Oh, yeah. I'm team fun feeds, always. Yes. Um, and she's doing that, so... Yeah, Izzy had to get talked down a little bit by Suri yesterday. I think she hit her breaking yeah. point. I'm. I also feel like these people are just not sleeping. 
Um, they're waking up super early. Oh, they're going to bed no. super late. I just think they're sleep deprived. It's just like a lot has been going on. But Izzy, you're right, is moving 100 miles per hour. She's having good conversations with people outside of her own alliance, though, I will say that. But mm -hmm. when she had the conversation with Luke yesterday, I think that's really what tipped off Riley that like, oh, she's doing a lot. They're trying to pull Luke to their side. Um, and Jag actually suggested backdooring Izzy. But Riley and America actually suggested also um, backdooring Luke because they felt uncomfortable with Luke and they were like, if we could get Heisen to use the veto. But Riley is very much like, no, absolutely not. We're not changing it. This is the plan. That would be suicide. Like, I'm not doing it. And she is very resistant to moves that would probably be good for her game and good for her team down the line, um, which is interesting that she's like holding so hard to this, like, nope, a Kirsten has to go. Um, but yeah, Izzy's definitely yeah. in trouble. Izzy's way more out there and Suri is much more measured. She's quiet. She's more subtle. She's having those one-on-one -on -one conversations and building relationships when Izzy is not not right next to her on top of her the entire time. Um, she's mm -hmm. able to really like solidify good connections. Plus, Obviously, Suri has Jared um, as an unspoken, you know, number one, which is super helpful. But she has had great conversations with Nicole. I think Nicole is playing an amazing game so far. Um, she's making really good personal connections. She's flying under the radar. She has a good relationship with America, as we see on the screen. If you're watching us live on YouTube, she has good conversations with Corey. She's made a really good relationship with Kirsten, which if you are following some of the conspiracies out there, there could be an eviction that gets canceled on Thursday. There could be an 18th house guest. We don't really know what's happening. There's a lot of theories out there. And there's a possibility that Kirsten might not leave the house. There's a possibility that she might go to the nether region and we don't know what that is. So I think it's mm -hmm. really good that people aren't just kind of like throwing that relationship away. And Nicole's doing a really good job of, uh, of fostering one-on-one -on -one personal connections. And I really like that. Yeah. Um, I guess we're switching over to Nicole. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we don't see it in this. Yeah, we don't. We don't see this in the chart. And I actually responded in a tweet about this when I saw this tweet go up with this image. But uh, McCall's also in an alliance that's not displayed here with Jared Suri and Felicia called the Brown Sugar Babes. Uh, mm -hmm. If I'm correct, it could be Sugar Babies. It's something along there. Yeah, I think all you right. need to know. It's Brown Sugar. Brown okay, sugar. and I'm here for it. Something sweet. Anyways, but <laughs> McCall's doing a really good job. I think she's taking that like a different approach than some of the people in family style where they just talk, 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 talk. Riley is guilty of this. Blue is guilty of this. They just talk and run their mouth. Yeah. And McCole has kind of just observed and sat down and gathered information and you know shared some of it, but also kept it to herself. Like her uh chess chat with uh Corey, and we see them try to build this like if you hear my name, I got you, blah, blah, blah. If that's actually going to last or actually be applicable, we'll see. Um, but it's something that was applied. So I saw that was cool. And we also see that with America. She's kind of mm -hmm. teaming up with these like super fans and being like, yeah. I'm going to have your back. I'm going to have your back on the other side of the house, which is really good for her because um, family style has been like kind of talking about her being a pawn next yeah. week. They've been like, oh, McCole and someone else, McCole and someone else, and she can go or she could be the pawn or she could be whatever. But she's actually really well insulated with, you know, the the professors and yeah. and building those relationships with them. And I I just feel like family styles kind of full of themselves and yeah. they don't 
think about other players and how they're navigating the game. But McCole has done that. Like, she's also spoken to Riley on several accounts. So I don't think there's really anyone except for maybe Cameron, because I don't watch him on feeds, yeah. where we've seen her connect with these people. So I think she's playing a good game um, and very under the radar game. And I think she has the tools to be very dangerous because I don't think people see how connected she really is, which could also make her vulnerable to being a pawn. Yeah. But. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see what happens with her and how she continues to navigate. I think you're right. I think the family style side of the house doesn't really, they just don't have the numbers to do anything with anyone on that side of the house. Even if they did try and backdoor Izzy, I don't think they would have had the votes to get her out. Like, I think they don't realize the position that they're in right now and the work that mm -hmm. the, the professor's side or the bye-bye bitches side has done um, to really solidify and insulate themselves. So they're in for, you know, maybe a little bit of a shock if they, um, if they win next week and maybe the vote doesn't go their way, we'll see what happens. But let's talk really quickly about Bowie. Um, not a ton to say about yep. Bowie, but I think it's interesting. Bowie is in the bye-bye bitches. She's in the comic room, um, but there's a lot of mistrust or distrust going along with Bowie. Um, for some reason, it seemed like maybe two days ago, everybody was feeling good about Bowie. Yesterday, there was a lot of questioning of Bowie um, because she hasn't really been spending a lot of time with uh, Sari, Felicia, Izzy, and she's been talking to the other side of the house a lot. So there was a conversation that took place in the comic room and then um, Blue, Sari said, did like a side shuffle or a side step to get out of the room. And Bowie was like a little weird when she was describing the conversation. So I think there's some question marks around Bowie. So they're not really giving her a ton of information, but they're going to use her as a number. Yeah, so that that was a situation. Okay, first of all, Izzy is making Sari so paranoid. Like, yes. it's too much. I, I blame Izzy for, yes. like, not all of Sari's paranoia, but some of it that is just, I would like, say 90%. Yeah, like, it's just, she she is a catalyst to the fire, and it's just, like, not helpful. But, yeah, um, yeah like, with the Bowie situation, obviously, Bowie, I think she don't know really what she's doing. She said she watched yeah. the Australian version, yeah, and she liked different. the American one. But I don't really think she she got into it into it. You know what I mean? Like I right. think I, who am I to say? I don't know. But I'm just a little confused by her gameplay. I don't think she has one. That's the issue. I think she was brought in as a necessity as a number, and they actually started catering information to her for sure. Um, but then that situation happened yesterday. Luckily, mm -hmm. one thing about this side of this alliance, they're very direct. Felicia's direct, Sabrina's yes. direct. Izzy's direct. So they're just like, what what happened? What happened right. in the kitchen? And Bowie was like, um, what time? Like she was just very confused. And they kind of got over it. They started laughing about how paranoid they were. So they like trust yeah. her, I guess. But Bowie brings nothing to the alliance. So let's say hypothetically it's a steamroll. Bowie will be like the first one out of the team, like alliance, like down. Like she she's in the bye-bye bitches. So she's yeah. in the, she's in a better position than technically like Heisen or or red but she doesn't give anything really she's right. just yeah, she's a not number she's providing information yeah mm -hmm. yeah um hi some we talked about a little bit earlier he's making some good connections in the house yet like i said he had a really good conversation with matt yesterday he thinks maybe it's possible that he could pull matt from the family style side we'll see about that i don't know there's also this like flirting situation happening with matt and riley that could you know keep him closer to her than to Hysam. Um, 
like we talked about, he was like a little bit brash with Corey, which I think is going to cause some problems for him down the road, depending on the influence that Corey has with family style. But I also think family style is seeing Hysam and Izzy too, specifically as the two loudest and the two ringleaders of um, Bye Bye Bitches, where they're still saying like, I love I love uh, Miss Felicia. I love Suri. Like we could still work with them. Riley thinks that she has some kind of control over them where they do not feel that way about Hysam and Izzy. Anything else to say about Hysam's game? Yeah, I Hysam just plays very much like every straightforward person ever, aka yeah. Betty, aka like a Karen. Mm-hmm. I tweeted about this. Very direct, very straightforward. I think Hysam kind of created a bigger target for himself. Uh, you know, when he was just asking direct questions to family style, he was like, Riley, like, lay this down for me. And he was asking questions, which are valid questions, to be fair. Like, this man has a veto. He has the right to ask yeah. questions. And she was, like, freaked out about the fact that he would ask her these questions. And then same thing with Corey. Like, they went in a corner, both of them, and complained about Heisen's directness and asking questions. But it's like, one he's a veto holder to Corey you mm-hmm. said you want to connect with him so why are you surprised when like these are the interactions I feel like Corey specifically I'm a little disappointed because maybe maybe Corey's just a BBUS fan right. super fan to me it's like you can you can you know it's the same continent you should be watching something brother Canada okay and it's like this is not a foreign reaction to his archetype like let's be serious yeah. he's giving very much either Kate, kevin jacobs or kevin martin whoever you want to compare it to very much that and so they had people kind of be like opposed to them but they ended up working things out or at least making it cordial so that even though they were enemies it still worked out and i wish Corey would look more in that direction because i feel like he can like he has the abilities to and I think he's just like, it's not coming easy to him. So he's giving yeah. up. Like, you're like, not everything is going to come easy to you. Like, this is the Big Brother house. And I, I feel like he was just like, I'm going to give this up. So right. I, I mean, I like Hyson's directness. And I think people should be able to look at Hyson as someone you can go to and just have an honest conversation. Just be like, where do I stand with you? And that could be a really good yeah. advantage if the players know how to use it. And I think people are just like, like shocked that he's so direct and not like well it's week one and I don't really talk game blah 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 but like is that not what you want it's kind of like what you see is what you get with Hyson which is I don't think it's a bad thing I think um you know we'll see I think that does paint him obviously he's he almost won the HOH we saw in the episode he uh I think he was second place maybe um and he won the veto we don't know what the veto was yet but um we'll see that on wednesday um so you know he's gonna be i think really important for the bye bye bitches side when it comes to competitions so we'll see what happens with him i think he's gonna be um a major a major he's gonna have a major impact on this house one way or another for sure he already has they yeah they think they think riley jack think that like heisem is someone they could like work with in the future they see him as a threat but they're like we can yeah. keep him because Hysam's connected to Blue because they're both queer and uh, Jag is yeah. connected to Hysam because of cultural uh, I, I forget the word that was used but something about connecting right. culturally I don't think they're from the same background but they have similarities from my right. understanding so they're connected that way so those connections to the top of the food chain and family stuff are protecting him but like by slight like if yeah. full re- like if the people in the bottom like a Cameron or Matt or a, 
uh, Corey get HOH, I send this a huge backdoor yeah. plan uh, to, for them. Yeah, I think so too, for sure. Um, okay, let's talk Jared and then we'll finish off with Oh, well, we didn't talk red either. Um, and we can finish up with Suri and Miss Felicia. I know we have a challenge podcast coming up soon in a few minutes, so I don't want to keep us here too, too much longer. And we did say these were feed bites and we're nearing an hour, so we'll speed through the rest. But um, okay, let's, I'm just looking at the screen. Let's talk, uh, let's just go to Suri. We've been kind of dancing around Suri, um, but I feel like, you know, I have a lot to say about Suri, but at the same time, I don't have that much to say about Suri because I feel like she's just getting mm -hmm. started. Like, I feel like she's warming up. She's making really great <laughs> connections with everybody. She's having really great one-on-one. -on -one. She's giving amazing advice. She gave great advice to Kirsten um, about the way that she's playing the game. She was able to talk down Izzy yesterday. I just feel like she's such a presence in the house already, but she hasn't done anything so huge that has catapulted her into like a huge threat level. But it's just amazing to see her work in such a live feed fashion um because you know everything we've ever seen of her has been edited before so it's just like we get to see a master mm -hmm. at work and it's really it's really amazing but i think you know with family style we've said it a couple of times already they think that they have some kind of power over Suri and Miss Felicia, um, which is interesting. And yesterday, there was a lot of paranoia going around because of Izzy. You kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, Josie, because Izzy was saying that Suri would have been a backdoor plan. That was never the plan. That was never discussed, but that all just came from Izzy. Um, I think that got Suri a little bit paranoid, but then Suri kind of like reeled it in and was like, we're being paranoid. Like, we need to stop. This is like being ridiculous. What do, what's your feeling on Serene's game so far and, and what you've seen over the last few days? Um, yeah, so I think I want to talk about Serene's uh, perception first uh, mm -hmm. with the house guests and talk about her. But I think there's two reactions to Serene. Well, three. They don't know who the hell Serene is, which is yep. great for her. Yep. Then you have people like Corey and Cameron who are like, oh, like Serene, like she's been on TV before. Well, Cameron's more negative connotation. Like yeah. he said something along the lines of she's been on TV four times, which yeah. is false. Like, I think this is her seventh time. If yeah. you're going to throw shade, throw shade correctly. Sorry. Yeah. Um, And then Corey was like, it's Serene. Uh, like she's great, but I want to win, which I understand yeah. as well. So we kind of have these like negative feelings. He um, said something people... about like in the DR, like Sari gets to the end, like uses her thing, and then that's that's how she gets to the end and wins. And I'm like, sir, Sari has only won. The has never She's won. Never... Yeah, like she didn't win Survivor. She did win the Traders, but like, mm, is that like the it's not the Sari playbook? It seems like maybe not. That's actually not what happens. She was just playing by what was given to her. But anyways, right. um, so these people are still working to like get these connections with her but they clearly don't have her best interests at heart and i think she can kind of clock that tea and there are people who like don't engage with her like she keeps saying like matt doesn't talk to her um mm -hmm. which is kind of bad on his game but i digress and yeah. then you have people who really embrace the fact that she is sari obviously jared's different like that's his mother but it's mm -hmm. also that's sari in the sense of like that's mom that's mama c right like, whatever. right and then you have uh felicia and and izzy and people who embrace her and who like to talk about survivor and who appreciate that so i think in that sense she's navigating a fine line and i think she's kind of chosen not to lie she's been very direct about free game and i think that was the smartest approach lying makes no sense when you have super fans in the house mm -hmm. and they made that fairly obvious like if i was Corey, i would pretend like i didn't know who she was like i right. i feel like anyways there was choices that himself. were made yeah like he couldn't help himself and honestly would i have been able to help myself 
No, probably not. I would have lost no, my shit. Either. I'd probably be an Izzy right now, just laying out my whole game so that she could win. Yeah, but that's besides the point. Um, so I think she's taking this like mother figure role, and obviously the cooking and the cleaning, which we've seen before. Yeah, but she's also giving this like wise. I don't know if Yoda is the right term. I don't watch Star Wars. I've never seen the show. But well, like, I hate very mostly hate Jedi. Yoda, so I wouldn't give it to her. But yes, she she's okay. giving Jedi master. Yeah. Yes, very much like I'm guiding you. Like, here's what you do. And I think people appreciate that. Like, she's not doing it in a way that rubs them the wrong way. I think they really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And I think that will help her because if she's giving those conversations, people might want to keep her around still. So I think, yeah, I think she's playing, she's doing what Sheree does best socially connect with everyone and kind of play a, a role that will help her navigate the game. To say that there's no target on her back would be a lie. But she surrounded herself with people who are bigger targets than her yes. without really realizing Izzy's a bigger target than her. But that's her gameplay. Same thing with Heisem. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So ultimately, I think she's playing a really good game. Um, and she's she's I, I don't think there's any really criticism. I think maybe no. she got out of the comic room a little bit more. Yeah. Um, she's in the comic room a lot. And I think her relationship with mm-hmm. Izzy is what sketches me out a little bit because I think Izzy is kind of a loose cannon and just like with some of the paranoia that Izzy was spreading around the house yesterday I just worry that it's gonna get it's gonna rub off on Suri a little too much and they're gonna be seen as a duo and that's gonna hurt Suri down the line like if people want to take a shot at Izzy and they can't they might end up taking a shot at Suri instead which I would never want her to be collateral damage to a player that's a little bit all over the place um like (laughs) Izzy like I just feel like that makes me a little nervous um but i'm i'm loving everything that i'm seeing from suri so far and i'm just so thrilled we get to watch her on live feeds regardless for how long that she's here whether she gets to you know a few weeks down whether she's in jury whether she wins the game like i'm just happy for whatever time that we have her and we get to watch her do her thing live it's really exciting honestly Um, what's what's funny is that like regardless of izzy's paranoia at least jared is there to like balance it out which can kind of transition into our conversation about jared um because what jared has been doing in this game has been great i know people are upset some people are upset with how jared has played this game or is playing this game i I think he started off messy as hell but he reined it in he cleaned it up a little bit and now he's really putting in good work i think night one and two it was like Ooh, he was doing a lot night two specifically mm-hmm. he was like really talking he was really up there with riley he like tried to give away his own alliance that she was in with him and she's like yeah i was like in the room he was just doing too much but he's since calmed down and i think everything that he's done since then has been great he has a really good relationship with Corey. he has a really good relationship with luke he has a good relationship with matt like those are all going to be so important i think to the bye bye bitches and the professors because he can put in work with those groups that sari and felicia and izzy aren't super close to and he gives them all the info. He's in. He's in with Family Style. He's getting all their info, and he's just bringing it right back to Surrey. Um, Yeah, honestly, like, even to your point about him talking a lot, I think it's just because he was uh, in danger. Like, yeah. once he wasn't once in he danger was off the anymore, block, yeah, then he was totally he, fine. He was fine. I think he was just in, like, first of all, he's going to be the first bootleg like, Surrey's son. Like, I know he knows yeah. about the pressures of that. Um, And so I think he was just doing a lot to be good. And I think it did work because ultimately, yeah, he was being messy. But it secured his placement with Riley. Like, even though he's not in the handful, which I think is a little strange. Because yeah. originally, they were talking about the five. They were talking yeah. about Jared being in the five. 
I don't know. Yeah, what but I think it was happened. his relationship with Luke. They were feeling sketched out about Luke, and he had a good relationship with Luke, and he wanted Luke to okay. be brought in. I think it was Luke that kind of like made it a little shaky. So it's like ultimately like a little bit messy in the first. But I think he's in such a good position. He, I think he is. I could be wrong. Fat check me, chat. Um, but he is the one who's kind of started this new narrative of how we approach people and ask them about their alliances. <laughs> Like I, th- I, know I think it's him and Felicia. I think I think Jared really started it, but I could be wrong. But like just being like, so who are you working with? Like he doesn't say that, but he's just like, so who are you working with? And everyone's like, I'm working with one, two, three, yeah. four, five. And he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. gives nothing back. I know. He goes, I think in the beginning he was saying a lot, like, I'm really good with uh Felicia and Sari and blah 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 which she should rile in like I don't feel like that was necessary but like whatever um but he kind of started this new trend that we're seeing in this house and I think it's so funny because through Jared we've seen everyone kind of clock family style and now like he's at the bottom of it but he's the best like the most fluid player out of all of them like he has no bad blood unlike Corey who has like issues with people and like what by people i mean heisem and people who are still a little sketched out by mm-hmm. him or like america who's like kind of been furniture no shade to her like she's just playing a low-key yeah. game but like people are like when they try to talk to her i think she was the one they clocked first like they were like why is it that i'm talking to you and you're saying oh we can look out for each other like no like if you're saying that to me Serena and izzy have this conversation they're like if you're saying that to us you clearly don't want to work with us and we're not going to waste our time on you Mm -hmm. whereas jared is good with everyone there's not one person in this house even kirsten like when kirsten speaks to jared the code switch like i get it kirsten sister i get it like the way i talk to some people and the way i talk to black people is very different um and so you can tell she feels comfortable with Jerry. like that's yeah. her guy like even though even though he kind of is the reason the yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sorry, girl. he's in a really good place yeah sorry all right peace sister yeah Much I know. Love. um all right let's go over miss militia icon legend so far of the season i <laughs> take back everything i said in the draft podcast where i was like she's not giving me Rennie energy so i don't know she's Rennie and more. She's everything. She is hilarious. She has every single day ruined her mic pack and by dropping it in the water every day so far. Today, she's gone by unscathed, but she has gone through four mic packs already. She's on number five. Her laugh is infectious. She is hilarious. She has a great relationship with Sari, but she also like hangs with everybody in the house. Like she doesn't isolate herself as much as you would maybe expect her to. She like sits around. She has all Mm -hmm. these conversations with people. She went up to the HOH room and said to Riley, like, so who's in your alliance? And Riley was just like, well, I have this person and this person. And the the clip of it is so good. If you've seen it, Suri's neck is just like, "Mm." like she was shocked that it came out. And then like she got the answers that she wanted. So um, Mish Felicia is giving me I love her. I think she's going to be sticking around for a while. She's incredible. She's just like so funny to watch and just like we need more Miss Felicia's on these casts of these shows. She's amazing. Yeah, I I am so glad I picked Miss Felicia in my draft. I, I picked jealous. her a little bit early. Like I think people were like, okay, go off. Like there was a few people left like available yeah. that picked her. Um, I was like, I just love her vibe yeah, and I'm she's so great. glad. I think I said it in the draft, I was like, I, if I was in the house, I would want to play with Miss Felicia. Yes. And shortly after watching the feeds, I would be like, she's funny. 
She's funny. She makes people laugh. She's a good time. Her laugh is infectious. I think she's doing. And and the thing is, no one's seeing her strategy. So right. like she has she first of all she come up she comes up with the alliance names the iconic alliance yes, names bye bye bitches bye bye bitches like she's killing it yeah um, she's great and like I think there's a strategy side to her like when she's watched this game I think she said she's watched every season her and Izzy, yeah she didn't watch live feeds but she watched all the seasons on the sh- of the show every season mm-hmm. she knows what she's doing and I think people are so and they're so dumb for this. They're underestimating the old yes. people, the older people. I don't want to call them old because they're not really old, but like the older people. And that is the flaw. And all of like the young players this season and a lot of players before them, they underestimate the older house guests. And Felicia is a great example. Like, yeah, she's giving energy. She's giving personality. She's giving entertainment. But there's a, like the wheels are spinning. Like she's she's up there. Like her and Tariq, yeah, like, Izzy and, and Tari are like the two duo or whatever. But her and Tari, when they get together and they talk game, it's it's like equal contribution. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. not being talked at. She's not being like none of that. Like she's she's in it. And I think like obviously we're obsessed with her because she's just yes. so fun. But, but she did get work this game. morning with Luke. Um to you know, Sari. Yes. You know, Izzy kind of planted the seeds yesterday. He spoke to Sari this morning and then Felicia kind of like sealed the deal with him a little bit and and nurtured it even more. And she's she's really doing great strategically. She's not she's no slouch, that's for sure. And the fact that everyone's like, there's no way she's leaving. Obviously, I don't like the fact that she's a pawn. I know. Um, I, I think pawns do go home. Um, and I'm scared that one week she'll just be a pawn and something bad will happen. But I think ultimately, like people feel good about her yeah and we're so used to the oldest house guests like going home first and the fact that miss felicia is not like she's she's going to be in this house a second week and i think she's going to be here longer than some of the yes. people in the the bye bye bitches and the professors like that is so fun and good and fresh and i'm excited to see her grow some more me too. She's at the core of everything on Ceri's side of the house, which I love. Um, and I think, you know, even yesterday she was talking about the other side of the house and she was like, you know what we need to do? We need to put Riley and Jag up. And then if one of them comes down, we back door and, and, ba- and Cameron is the backdoor target or vice versa. You know, like she has those three mm-hmm. pinned. She wants to get them out. She like, she's following the game. She's playing the game actively. She's not sitting back and letting it happen around her. She's adding a lot of strategic value. I love her. I just worry about competitions, but I'm hoping that if there's like a mental comp or just some crapshoot comp that she can pull it out because truly imagine what a Felicia HOH is going to look like. I can't, like, I can't even, yeah. Javier oh, even says like, so oh, Felicia fun. HOH, she'll be dragging left and right. And I'm ready to see it all. I I will ask them to please keep like Cam one or something just constantly in the HOH room yes. if she is HOH. Like yes. she's a force to be reckoned with and I can't wait to see. I hope I have never been pro rigging, but if there's a season yeah. <laughs> where I'm like rigging yeah, for for this like, is the one. This is the one. Like make the competition a laugh off. Like she will win. Like <laughs> yes, she her. will win. Give it she will to win. Her. Um, okay, let's talk really quickly about Red. I don't, there's not a ton, ton to say about Red. I think he started the game off 
a little later, kind of like Luke almost, except he did start sooner than Luke did. Luke really picked up on it yesterday, but he's sleeping in the comic room. I think, you know, Sari and Izzy were feeling a little iffy on Red. And then I think, you know, they started to open up a little bit once they realized that he's not in family style. Um, and he's definitely aligned more closely with that side of the house, which I think is really interesting. He like fully clocked family style yesterday to Riley in the HOH room. It's fully out there who's in that alliance and who's not and what the power structure on that side is. But there is that conversation that he had with Cameron yesterday that kind of sketches me out where mm -hmm. we don't know. He was kind of like anything that happened before this, like it's a wash, like anything like moving forward. This is what we're going to do. We're going to like take these things down, um, you know, take both sides down from the middle. And I don't know if that's true or if it's not true or, you know, I think we missed a lot of um, some of the discussion there, but I'm, I'm a little nervous about red, but I, I think he's on, on the side that obviously I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the bye-bye bitches side. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a biased partition, uh, I'm a biased party here, but yeah, I think, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on red? Yeah, Red's game, I think Red kind of, like, started off late because he did it to himself. He was, like, yeah. she kind of announced to everyone. He was, like, it's too early to start playing, right. like, playing the game. But it's, like, game play starts day one, second yeah. one, the moment you walk Especially with this cast. It, they have not stopped. Especially with this cast. And so he kind of shot himself in the foot um, by, like, limiting his options. And I think that's the reason why he wasn't, like, really approached by anyone to actually have gameplay. And I think that's why he wasn't including Famosa. Do I think he could have been a member of Famosa? Absolutely. But he he isolated himself in terms of gameplay immediately. So he kind of shot himself in the foot. And so now the professors have welcomed him in because they realize they, again, need numbers. And he's someone that they actually like. So it's like, okay, we like you. You could be a number for us. Come in, come in, come mm -hmm. in. And he joined kind of that side late. But what's confusing me is like, Red was a big topic of conversation because of the way he was like, don't talk game to me. Yeah. And now he's kind of like this like weird middle part. Like he's just like in the middle, but not really. Like, I feel like he picked his side, but I'm really confused because that conversation with Cameron where Cameron's like, you know what, like, everything that's happened before this, like, very yeah weird. Like, Cameron, the way he approaches things and he talks sometimes, I'm like, why? Anyways, but he was like, oh, like, let's just forget everything. Like, everything you may know or think you know. Like, let me hypnotize you real quick. Everything you think you know, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a race. Now let's kind of be each other's Jason and Danielle without using those words exactly. Yeah. And work together and red has the capacity of doing it that conversation he had with riley it was really confusing to me whether or not he was being genuine about the comments he was making about izzy right. and like where he stands and if he like really wants to be in and that's why i'm like red has the potential to be the jared but i don't know where the ultimate mm -hmm. lo loyalties lie i mean yeah. i think he was psyched about the professors and like being a part of something but i think he also is fearful about the fact that he these people may not win comps which right. i well, hope he, not the case, i but. feel like he is one of the people on that side that can help them win a competition like i think you know bowie yeah. was a professional tennis player we found out she's an athlete i think izzy is could be a force to be reckoned with i think mccall we saw her run in her heels and just like kill it in the finale in the premiere <laughs> Hysum has been really great in the two comps that we've seen so far and uh you know we have jared who i think would be also i mean obviously he didn't do great at the puzzle but um you know i think 
we'll see what happens on that side with the competitions, but I think he can only help them instead of hurt them, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, I will see where his true loyalties lie. I just kind of wish yeah. they did. I wish they kind of did the thing where they did it in Big Brother Canada, where they let people see their DRs. Because I just yeah. want to know where people actually truly lie. Like these like Corey's, uh, Red, Cameron, yeah. America, like the middle people yeah. by the bottom of these alliances. I just wish I knew exactly what they were thinking. Yeah, totally. Um, last but not least, we have Kirsten. Unfortunately, there's not too, too much to say about Kirsten. I, I think she went a little hard, obviously the first few days in the house, she was spreading a lot of things about, um, you know, different alliances. She made the phalanx five, which is just a very strange name. Um, and she, uh, was kind of spreading some things about Matt and her and Riley and a love triangle and Jared immediately spilled to Sari and was like, oh, she's sketchy. And it just got around. I think, you know, Miss Felicia was very anti-Kirsten and was throwing her name to Riley as well. And she just became like the pariah of the house, unfortunately. And she is the target. Riley really wants her to be the um, anonymous, I mean, not, not anonymous, the unanimous, sorry, vote out of the house. So we'll see if that actually happens. But Unfortunately, she had a conversation with Heisem yesterday. It didn't go great for her. He didn't use the veto on her today. She's still on the block. I think Sari gave her some really great advice two days ago. There's a lot of clips of it floating around on Twitter if you didn't see it live on the feeds. Um, and she really it reminded me a lot of the conversation she had with Michaela and Game Changers, which I know a lot of people have made that comparison. But she kind of was just like, listen, you got to stop. Like, this is the reason that you're on the block. It's not because you're in this room. It's because a lot of information got out and it all came from you and just like reel it in. And since then, I think she really took that to heart. And she's been so much better. And she hasn't been spreading a lot of stuff around the house. And she actually got really upset yesterday because she found out Felicia was kind of spreading stuff about her um, to people in the house. And she thought that she, you know, Felicia was kind of on her side so she i actually felt really bad for her yesterday she was having a day um and you know sari was giving her hugs mccall was was comforting her um i just feel bad for felicia she felt like collateral damage a little bit i think here's and i i i curse like curse is a really interesting topic of conversation because there's so many layers to it but i think this is how i see it she got into the house she played too quickly whether it's because yeah. she was already in the bottom four or like the block four, whatever we're calling that, maybe that's it. But she made it clear during her preseason, I want to be in the big alliance. I yeah. want to dominate with people. Da, 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 da. And I think she thought first person, like, if, if we go first, like, it'll be the solid alliance, which yeah. isn't the case, which is why it's important to get to know people before you make a big alliance, which yeah. family style didn't learn and so didn't Kirsten. Um, and so the conversation about, well, is it really her fault or is it Jared and Felicia's fault? You have to remember, there are four people who are in trouble. Corey didn't have any information from nobody because they were sketched out. So he had to play really much like, please help me. I'm desperate. Like, I'm about to drown. Riley saved me and I will owe you everything and my first mm -hmm. child's name. Like, very much that. The three of them, the three rest of them. They got to be there the first few hours. They got to have these conversations. Yeah. And Kirsten went out of her way and she did too much. And the two other people who are left are like, this is exactly what I need to get out of safety. I'm sorry. Let's be serious. Everyone's really upset about like the fact that Felicia and like Jared threw her under the bus. They were in trouble. They were in trouble. No one wants to be on the block. Yeah. Even the strongest Kirsten fan, if they go in the Big Brother house, 
they wouldn't want to be on the block. And that's what they right. did. They went and they protected themselves. She gave them the ammo and they shot their shot. She got in trouble. And it's like she just went about it and approached it the wrong way. But I think it's also in her situation, same thing. She was on the block. She didn't want to be the two official nominees. And she was freaking out and she was doing whatever she could. Then she went, she started making up rumors that didn't help her. Love triangles. Yeah. Boys alliances with no concrete like no concrete proof. And even if they had foundation, unfortunately, the HOH at hand is really don't care about boys, girls, gender. To her, gender doesn't matter. She just wants to compete with whatever her long speech was that I wasn't subscribing to, mm -hmm. even though she said in the beginning for HOH, it's for the girls. I yeah. digress. Mm -hmm. So I think she did it to herself. But I think there's low-key a little bit of light because I don't know if you talked about this when we talked about America because I was dealing with my technical issues. But America really wants to turn the house around and, like, yeah. get Kirsten to stay. And that's props to Kirsten, technically. Like, she yeah. must have a good relationship with America for America to be like, oh, like, we could do this. It's just unfortunate that Miss Riley is the yeah. HOH. Like, she will not yeah, budge. shut like, down. Which a is so dumb because if you think about it, like Riley, like, come on, sister. I, I'm not for family style. Like, don't get it twisted. But it's like, if you save her, she's a number for you. Well, right. You need right. numbers. They're so content. They think they have everything figured out. And when you feel safe is when you're in danger. So I'll leave it at that. And I think she's still fighting. And I appreciate the fight. There's so many days left. You know, eviction is on Thursday. We're Monday. Like she could, things could change on a dime. And the way this gameplay is going, it could change. Like she's not down and out yet. Um, yeah. I'm just curious if she, if she comes back in the game, how that can impact it. But she's doing a good job of not like pissing anyone off anymore. Yeah, definitely. I think she came in too strong at, at first with all the rumors and the talking and the spreading things. And now she's totally reeled it back. And she's, I think, doing really well. It's just unfortunate that she couldn't get Heisen to use the veto. Even on, even if it was on mm -hmm. Felicia, I think it would have been great for Kirsten because she could have stayed. And I think she would definitely lean toward the bye-bye bitches and not family style. So she could have been a number for them. For sure. It's unfortunate that they couldn't have figured out a way to kind of get that done um, in a way that benefited them or that they weren't interested in doing that. But we'll see what happens on Thursday because like we said a little earlier, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there with what the eviction is going to be. If there will be an eviction, if there won't be an eviction, will there be an 18th house guest? Will there not? Will they be from the challenge? Will they not be from the challenge? Um, oh my God. Will there be a split house? Will it be teams? Like we don't know, but there's a lot flying around out there. So next time we get together, I think we're going to have a very different conversation because who knows what's going to happen on Thursday. Um, yeah. but with that, I think we talked about everybody for the most part. I know at the beginning of this, we said this would be around a 20, 30 minute podcast. We're about an hour and 15 in, but it's just our first one. So, um, we had a lot to discuss and talk about. We haven't had a recap yet on everything that we've seen so far. So we'll go ahead and we'll close up here and you will see us again on, on Friday with Isaiah, with our normal, normal coverage. We'll recap the week and we'll talk all th through all the eviction and the new HOH and all that other good stuff. Um, but in the meantime, you can keep up with us. Uh, let me just scroll a little bit. 
um, <laughs> on all of our social media. You can follow us at silent underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram at silent podcasts on Twitch and at TikTok. Uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff on YouTube lately. Isaiah and I went to the premiere party Oz's house chops in New York City this week and we had a really great time. Um, Isaiah put together a great video. We did a lot of filming, a lot of chatting with some of the alumni. Um, so that's up on our YouTube. Check that out. Um, we also have our Patreon and our Discord, which is linked in the show notes below. Uh, oops, I wanted to click off of this and I didn't do it. Ah. Um, <laughs> yes, you can um, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcasts. You can check out our Discord if you want to chat live through all things. A lot of people are in there watching the feeds and just chatting about it. It's been a great community so far. Um, and in the meantime, Josie, where can everybody find you? Yes, uh, guys, honestly, I think it's because there's so much that's happened these last few like days that we've gone over our bite yeah, size. Yeah, it's going to be more regularly. Yeah, it's going to be more regular and it's going to be shorter because yeah. we won't have so much to cover. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, threads, pretty much all social media platform ever. I'm Josie on XNM, Josie on XNM, so J O S I A N E. X and M. Um, we are podcasting obviously with Bounce Checks crew. We'll be doing the the these check-ins, these feed bites as well. We're actually also gonna podcast after this on uh, mm -hmm. the challenge uh USA with uh the double header in the comments. Yeah. Um, and so check those out because they're big brother people on their survivor, the like all, all the shows uh on CBS. So check those out. Um, but Besides that, I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to be talking reality TV on there. I haven't posted it yet, but I am talking about um, Deep Fake Love, which is a crazy Netflix show. And I pretty much give you the review, the recap, the rundown. And if you want to watch it after, we can kiki about it. Uh, but yeah, I, that's it for me. Yeah. Josie's doing so much. I'm so excited to talk about the challenge with her and Sabrina. Right after this, we're doing a double header. So stay here on our YouTube. It will be here again in another few minutes to chat all things The Challenge USA. We're going to do a cast breakdown. Um, Carrie is taking a break from TJ Hates Quitters, but we are we're taking a small break from pod what happens live but we'll be back uh next week uh carrie's on vacation right now to talk all things bravo on pod what happens live so check us out there also brought to you by silent podcasts um you can find me on obviously the bounce checks coverage every friday um with josie and isaiah and we'll have guests throughout the season we've had a lot of fun the last few seasons and i'm really looking forward to talking about this season there's been so so much happening um and in the meantime you can find me at on twitter at real katie and you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash real some Katie with an underscore at the end. Um, and I'm, you know, I'll be playing some games there, but also talking about some TV, reality TV, Big Brother, the challenge, all kinds of stuff. So um, drop me a follow there if you would like. It's free to do so. Um, yeah. And in the meantime, we will see you in just a little bit talking all things the challenge. So thank you guys so much for being here for our first feed bites. Um, this will be live on YouTube and Twitch, and we'll post it on our audio feeds as well. Um, so you can catch up later down the line if you would like to. So thank you, everybody, and we will see you all soon. Bye. Hi. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.